Good morning, Kisha. Good morning, Mark. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? Another, uh, well, I say another week's gone by, which I'm not sure that's positive or or negative. But yeah, I am feeling fantastic. Yeah, good. Yeah, absolutely. So I know we record these uh, only for the audio, so we don't use any of the the video, though we see each other. But I'm just wondering, are those? I'm looking behind you. Are those dream boards that are on your walls behind you? Oh my goodness! Yes, they are. They are. That's mm-hmm. funny. Well, it made me think of. So you had me. Um, so you had me. You suggested to me that your favorite sort of animated movie of all time is Shark Tale. Yes. And so I had seen it when my children were very little. Uh-huh. And so I said, okay, well, I'm going to rewatch this because this is Kish's favorite movie uh, or at least favorite animated movie. And so I, uh, so I rewatched it. Um, and um, my kids are like, why are you watching that? I'm like, well, you can watch it with me because we're going to, you know, we're going to, um, you know, I said, oh, we're going to talk about this and I want to, I want to make sure I, you know, I'm fresh on it. Yeah. The, the very first thing that I thought of when I just saw your, dream boards, if that's what those are behind you, was when in one of the early scenes when Oscar is standing in front of the billboard oh, and uh-huh. imagining his life. Yeah. And then, um, then you realize it's a billboard. You don't know that at first. Then you, then you realize <laughs> it's a billboard. And then the, um, I think he's a, I'm sure if he's a, a crab or what he is, who's a crazy something who. Yeah, is, a crab. Uh-huh. Yeah. Who who wants to be his financial advisor, but he's really like a homeless uh, homeless crab. Yes, and and he tells him he should take that he should he should take that and put it on his on his dream board. He doesn't call it a dream board, but basically says his dream board. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> so that's what made me think of it immediately when I saw those behind you this morning. Yes, yes, I have, I have dream boards just like Oscar, the shark slayer. Yes, Oscar the Shark Slayer has has dream boards. So, but we were talking about that movie because this week we have been um, talking about The Go Getter, which is one mm-hmm. of our favorite books, and um, we've made some social media posts referencing The Go Getter. We've been talking about The Go Getter and sort of rereading it um, in real time together, and uh, we were talking about the similarities and although differences between between Oscar the protagonist in in Shark Tale mm-hmm. and I can't believe I just said Oscar the protagonist in Shark Tale and uh, <laughs> and, and 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 Bill Peck the uh, protagonist in The Go-Getter. Yes yeah so I mean I guess in a lot of ways they're go-getters in different ways right? Sure well because I think I, I think that uh, Bill is a character who we understand right from the beginning as a war vet um, with one arm um, who feels like he could basically sell, you know, ice to the Eskimos. He's uh, without, um, <laughs> yeah, he, you know, he's not going to stop, right? He's going to, mm-hmm. he doesn't take no for an answer. Um he also doesn't, I don't necessarily think he dreams big. He just says, I do my, I do the job, I get it done, and I don't take no for an answer. I just, I just right. keep pushing forward. Right. Oscar, on the other hand, is looking for get-rich-quick schemes, 
right? He's looking to get there, but he's looking mm-hmm. for the fat. He's not necessarily looking to put the hard work in. He's looking for the fastest way to get there. Yes. And it's kind of like, and he comes full circle in the beginning. He's like the slickster, right? The, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to do this way. So runs up debts. It's like, it's like the, the fish struggles, but kind of how sometimes we struggle through coming into our own identity or into our own selves. Um, so his represented more of an internal go-getting to me, as opposed to say Bill's was an external go-getting that we can actually read about. Because Oscar and Shark Tale went through a crisis of identity. He was the swindler. He was like, you know, had IOUs up the yang for um, Mr. Sykes at the car wash. But then you see that side of him that's caring, getting Angie. What was it? Was it Krispy Cruelers? Yeah, uh, so yeah, no, yeah, I forgot what they're called. The, he basically gets gets her like Krispy Kreme donuts when he comes to work and stuff, right? Right, or Krispy Kale or whatever it is yeah. in the little Krispy Kreme-esque looking bag. Yeah. And it's like, and so I, you know, that 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 movie that was animated and we talked about this, how you can watch it with your kids and still be able to relate to a lot of those um, examples as an adult. Well, I... There's this, there's a there's a a bit of a poignant part early in the movie when you understand that uh, Oscar is very concerned about how he's viewed by others. Yeah. He's very and he's very he does not want to be a nobody. Right. And he, and he tells and he and there's this flashback or this story about mm. his father and how his yep. father was this amazing tongue tongue scraper at the at the at the whale wash. Yeah. And, um. He has all these, and he has all these. The real wash, yeah. Right, so. yeah, and he, and he has all these pictures of how his, his his father won best tongue scraper year after year, and there's like, pictures on the walls, and you see and you see this fish getting his father fish <laughs> getting older in each each year, and he's yeah. so proud of him, and then he goes to like show and tell career day, career day, and talks about his father, yeah. and all these kids are like, your dad's a uh, you know a tongue scraper, that's nothing, you're nobody. And yeah. you know, he's, he's he's telling Angie, I don't want to be a nobody. So the outside perception of him is mm-hmm. as much, mm-hmm. if not more Angie, important. Angie, who was the best friend. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's more concerned about, about, I think at some point, about how others view him, at least at that part. In the, you know, up till then, you understand what drives him for the get rich quick schemes is mm-hmm. he just wants to get there so that he's a somebody. And he wants to, and, and then, so he wants to look good without having acquired the depth of being good or whatever that is. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, which is so interesting because yes, he's concerned. I, I think that's why I like the, the, those movies because it shows oftentimes what can be the hindrances for us becoming go-getters. Um, whether those are like him past limiting thoughts about how his dad was and then the need to portray a look of having been successful, though he really wasn't. And how as a result, he became famous, not even by actually slaying the shark. (laughs) Right. Yeah. The shark, the shark dies and he (laughs) takes credit for killing the shark. So he, so he hits that fame and fortune that he, that he so desires without actually putting the work in, but then he learns that, I guess, that um, such success is uh, is fleeting. Well, because it had no, he, he struggled morally. It's so funny, we're talking about an animated movie. I laugh, maybe that's why I like this movie so much, is because it's an animated movie about a fish 
who is portrayed as a shark slayer. However, he struggles in his in his morality as he gets famous and realizes that he's living on his fame through a lie. And what he has to do to continue to, to perpetuate that lie, even to the point of getting Lenny to be to pretend to be the shark. <laughs> I mean, you know, they, they go through a series of yeah. Well, I think it is it is a it is a movie. It is I mean, A it's a movie, B it's a cartoon. And C, yes. it's, it, it is it is intent at least to some extent for younger audiences. Although there are certainly there's a lot for adults in it. Mm-hmm. But I think there's I think there's two things for adults in it. One, there's the clever pop culture references that little yes. kids aren't gonna get. Okay, that keeps the adults in the seat, right? Or next to their kids who are laughing at the at silliness. Well, did you? Uh, did, oh, good. But there's also there's also some other stories in there, right? There's uh-huh. there is there's Angie who clearly is in love with yeah. Oscar, but is but is uh, willing, but is a a good-hearted, good person, right? Yeah. And then there's wanting lo- to success more than than that. Right, and willing to give up like something that was precious to her, like her grandmother's pink pearl, for mm-hmm. example. And then there's Lola, the gold digger, who who tells you that she is, tells you that she's that she's superficial. I mean, uses those words. So if you can't, it's not like you have to like understand character development here, right? They right. hate between the eyes with who she is, right? Um, you know, in case you in case you were otherwise going to miss it somehow. Yeah. Um, but the you know, but there's but there is that morality story in there too, right? Uh huh. So I don't know. Yeah. So okay. So so for me, so this is where like Bill Peck in our book, The Go Getter, has basically he he has set a de- he is he is he is who he is. He has come to he's reconciled who he is as a person, and his go getter and how his determination plays out is already established. And Shark Tales, um, you know, I think the the go-getting that happens in the end for Oscar, that's why I say it's internal. He he is go-getting to the place of morality. And that, you know, I does that do you understand what I'm saying? I, th- I think so. But tell me, explain a little Meaning you know. like all the obstacles that Oscar overcame made him a better person to become a true go-getter. Bill Peck in our book had already overcome whatever those issues may have been because he presents simply as a go-getter what he's willing to do to overcome obstacles to be successful. Sure. I think there's um, there's another side to, to both of them to some extent. Um, although, although Oscar has role models that he can that he can look to mm-hmm. for inspiration like mm-hmm. his like his father and he mentions that he's you know that you know at least as a kid he's so proud of his father and even whatever he says you know he says with with a certain amount of again animated reverence you know how how impressed with his father he is mm-hmm. um he doesn't follow his his father is his father's um inspiration only goes so far for him, at least through a good portion of the movie, right? Yeah. Whereas in comparison, by the time we meet, by the time we meet Bill Peck, uh, in terms of his life, right? He talks about his 
his uh, brigadier, his, you know, his, uh, the brigadier general who commanded him as his inspiration. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's what he says. His, his, the brigadier would say, you know, it shall be done. And mm-hmm. that was, and that was his motto. That was his driving force. If you had, if you had a mission, it shall be done. You will not, you will not succumb to the obstacle. You will overcome the obstacle. It may change how you do things. You have to look at how to do it, but mm-hmm. you know, very well, you sir, it shall be done. Yeah. And that's, and so, so for him, that was, that was his, his North star. Yeah. Uh, so that's what I mean. So he, so he, he has, so that's what I, I guess that's what I'm referencing. He has and understands his North star. It's like we come into his life having already understood and be, and being a go-getter. Oscar has a North star, but he's got to come kind of find it again to get back to that place. And why I think that's what I think is good about that is that it's like that sometimes in our lives. Right. Sure. I, you know, our listening audience is going, Okay. Did not know I was going to tune into 31 minutes this morning for, <laughs> for a, a, a dissertation on, uh, and, 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 and comparative of, um, of a 19, of a book written in the 19, uh, twenties to a, uh, to a cartoon movie. Animated. You don't say cartoon and film. Sorry. Animated, an animated film. That's right. Animated with, film. With, 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 I would suggest they're not even just Oscar nominated, right? We've got Oscar winners, Will Smith. Angelina uh, Jolie. Is she won an Oscar? Did she won an Oscar? I don't know. Maybe not. Uh, okay. uh, Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro. Question, right. Scorsese. Yep. Uh, you know, I mean, it's, it, is, it, is, it, is, it is chock full of Listen. people. Oh, one of my favorites, Peter Falk. I forgot yes. that Peter Falk was in that movie. Yes. <laughs> uh, Renee Zellweger. Renee she's Zellweger. A, she's at least an Academy Award nominee for Jerry Maguire, I believe. Uh huh. So I don't know if she won or not. I'm 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 really not up on these things, but I'm actually doing pretty good with it. This is this you were, we're pushing yeah, my pop won, culture. She, so Angelina <laughs> Jolie won an Oscar for supporting actress. Okay. And uh, Renee, and Renee and Zellweger. girl interrupted. That's right. Ah, uh, and did Renee Zellweger win for Jerry Maguire? There you go. So we're going to fill in the pop culture part of this conversation. So really the only one in there, the only two in there who probably didn't were Michael Imperial, Imperioli, whatever his name is, who's one of my favorites, who's Christopher uh-huh. in, uh, in Sopranos. <laughs> and, uh, and he dies early in this movie anyway. And, yeah. uh, and uh, Jack Black, I'm pretty sure, probably hasn't won an Academy Award. Yeah. But it doesn't mean I don't like Jack Black. <laughs> no. I, so this is, I think that's the other thing that I liked about, listen, yes, we're talking about animation. Please, first of all, to our listeners, go watch it, okay? It is hilarious. They've got a good storyline, and they have all these actors and actresses who actually, their characters look like them. They did such a great job with animation. And, and so at the time, when I read this, like you, when my children were younger, they got all the nuances. They can't, I remember my son going, Mom, seven gup. Instead <laughs> of seven up. Right. And then they had gup for instead of gap for the clothing brand. That's right. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. They have, it, it is very clever how they, how they bring in, I'm talking about pop, pop culture, they bring in, you know, references in, in all aspects of, um, of the movie. There's no, no question about that. So, Absolutely. Yeah. And it's fun. And, and 
and it's fun. And why not for a Friday, 31 minutes, have an, have an opportunity to be maybe less serious for a moment, but at the same time still make some, some references to things that actually fit what we, what we try to talk about it, you know, corporate thought. Yeah, I think that you can get inspiration from a lot of things. And so we were having the discussion and Shark Tales, there were a lot of nuances in there that um, remind me about life and sometimes maybe the things we struggle and some things that people need to be coached in if we recognize that on our teams or whatever or people in our lives. And and I felt that it coincided, if loosely, with the go-getter, how you can do it well and how you stumble <laughs> in it I guess not so well so well but yeah other, no you're right the other day uh on the corporate thought podcast um my guest was Marsha Wilson who is the CEO of a um cyber uh company called ScaleSec mm-hmm. um we had this great conversation we didn't talk about scale seg really. I mean there were some references, but frankly most of most of what she does for a living is so over my head that uh you know I am I I, I am I'm just in, in awe to begin with. But I had you know absolutely no idea what, what really what the hell they do. That's okay. Uh yeah. what we really talked about was um leadership and we spoke about how she leads and how she how she finds uh her uh employees. Yes. Um, this concept, she makes everybody when they first start read a book called The Trusted Advisor, which I've never read, which um, I am now going to be reading. Um, but we talked about that. We talked about how she how she works with her teams, how she picks them, um, how she motivates them and how she gives them time to go and grow for themselves. And she says, I'm not stupid. I don't expect that people are going to stay here for their career. They're mm-hmm. going to learn in advance. They're going to want to grow. There's only so much they can they can do and enjoy here before they want to do things. So rather than fight it, I encourage it. I want them to to spend their time at ScaleSec to to develop and grow. And when they're ready to to leave off for something else, I you know I I wish them well. And and that's the way that that she builds her company, which is refreshing and different. It is. I I, I mean I I like the approach of well you know having them read a book and you know I guess it is a way to find out if they're self-starters or not every company I, I think has challenges you know so well, she, she said she identifies pretty quick if they're going to make it scale sec or not by, yeah. how they, by when they by even how they how they take to the book and how mm-hmm. they do they build she builds her corporate culture around this so right. if you're if you're just going through the paces and you're not really engaged uh, the way they think then you're then you're going to be a clash with the corporate culture right she's and she's not changing the culture she's trying to develop this culture right um it you know i in one of the social media posts this week we talked about again back to the book since that's our book of this week is the Mm go-getter but um there is you know there is a reference to and i think it's it's meant to the to the brigadier but it's also meant to how um how cappy who is the the boss in the in the book? You know, views his organization to some extent. There's a bunch of people who just kind of go through the paces and do what have you. But he has a real belief in the leadership uh, uh, from the top that it doesn't bubble up, but instead it, it it's commanded from the top down. And how the leader sets the sets the tone and 
sets the pace is going to is going to essentially affect and and become the corporate culture uh not better not worse but exactly as that leader is mm-hmm. and i think that that's what he says and i think that's i think that's very interesting i think marsha is a great example of that that she she doesn't just uh demand it of others but she leads it her, but she but she shows it herself and it's how she how she leads her company and sets her corporate culture in motion yeah um, and i think that's very Im- important um maybe the same could be said for uh for mr sykes um that you know he that he was yes he ran a uh a, a whale wash uh but in addition to that he was you know, really a lone shark and some other things. And maybe that was, that was why Oscar could get, get away with, with get rich quick schemes or what have you, because that was, because the culture that Mr. Sykes set, at least at that time was, um, was based on that. Yeah. I mean, Mr. Yeah. Sykes is at the races. Mr. Sykes is willing to give out an IOU to an employee. I mean, that, that's, you know, whatever a, a loans to an employee and he has ties to the Sharkioso or whatever they would. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which, you to know. The mafia, to the shark mafia, yes. <laughs> the shark mafia, which Robert De Niro is the, the shark father. And, uh, you know, and, and so you're right. It, it's, it does set a tone. It does show what that is. And then what it takes to change, what it, what it takes to, to change that. Because I, I do think that as you grow and learn, you have a core set of how you want your company to be and, and you continue to grow into that. Yeah. Uh, um, as, a, as a leader. And I think that's, I, I, I don't know, I like to make sure that I, I bring that up because sometimes people think that where they are is where they stay. And you can grow and always become better. It's about applying um, continual learning to, to do that. Well, that's, that's, that's very true. So now, of course, I'm wondering what, um, so when we get, when we get around to next week's book, which will, which, uh, we won't reveal quite yet, but then I'm, I'm, and I know we, we have not even thought about this, but now I'm already saying, okay, what animated film, not cartoon, can I, can we, can we watch so we can compare and contrast yet again? I might, I might have one already in my mind. Oh, so, so, so might I. (laughs) Oh, you might. Okay, yeah. I, I think I, I think I may have a movie already because so I. Okay, confession, right? And I love animation. Sure. Well, and I, I think I, I think that I, I would say that the reason why I remember more of the movies than my children do is because I was into. I like the creative, um, the creativity that is in animation, especially when they tie in, like you said, pop culture or how they utilize um, the technology. Like everything about that fascinates me. And I'm like, oh man, how they ca- look at how they came up with that. So I enjoy animation for how they make it so real, but animated. Well, I think I enjoy the, the animation, the, 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 the later animation that understands that the adult audience might not be there for their own Yes. For the storyline in and of itself, mm-hmm. but because they need to be brought along with it. So there's mm-hmm. those, like you said, the pop culture references, the things that are, that the kids don't get, but are, that are, that are over the, the kids heads, but are meant to keep the adults um, watching the film, if you will. Yes. Yeah. And so I like those. I do. I mean, uh, Aladdin is one of my favorites because I always felt 
that um, Robin Williams' genie was not speaking to the kids at all, but was speaking directly to the adults. Yes. You know, and so, um, you know, just as an example. And I think that's clever. I think it's clever when you think about how you how you have a a variety of audiences and how uh, and how do you appeal to all of them on different levels with the same product? Mm-hmm. I guess you could probably so say, again, say, yeah. say with, your, with your product, with 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 the uh, with your your principal product, the, the macaron, mm-hmm. right? Kids like probably kids might just go right to the sweetness of it. Adults might take the moment to separate the the flavor profile a little bit more or the nuanced flavors that the kids just miss. And I don't mean that the kids aren't don't have the don't have the ability if they thought about it, but they're going probably more right to the sugar. Whereas the adult is 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 picking up, oh, you know, the rose water or the this or the right. I mean, they're they're right. catching the elements. Right, right. And then there's probably other adults who don't who go, ooh, this is sweet and good. <laughs> yeah, there there are adults who and there's there are actually some kids who are are quite they they impress me with their knowledge of um flavors and the flavors that they end up liking. So yeah, I get that. So it's it, in general, it being smart, if you're if you're if you have a product that you are engaging transgenerationally and um, that's smart. So that's, I guess you're right. That's why animation works. That's why sweets work if you do it in the right way. Yeah. Well, absolutely. Yeah. And, and again, you do get, and I think that's why when, and although my, my, my children are way too old for this, every once in a while they'll, they'll, they'll fall back to some silly like Disney show or silly um piece of animation that doesn't have that that other nuances in it and i'm like i can't i i don't have it in me to sit there and watch this silly disney disney i mean a sitcom alone is bad but a sitcom that's made for disney yeah. has got i mean is 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 painful to me it is yeah. a waste of my of of my precious 24 hours in a day to spend any amount of waking time watching something like that um, and I won't, I won't disparage the, the, the shows particularly, but yeah, I, I can't. And, and I thought about that, about the, the, how that is distinguished from the smart animation like Shark Tale or mm-hmm. like Aladdin, where, mm-hmm. where there's something for everybody. Yeah. Or like Lion King or, Lion, you know. Yeah, any of the, I mean, I'll, you know, any of the Pixar movies can hit the adults and hit the kids at different levels. Yeah. 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 So I think, so I, so part of the whole animation, if we do find one for next week's book, that'd be fun is that life should be full of variety and how you learn should be also. I like it. I like it a lot. Right. No, absolutely. That's, that's, that's what we're trying to do. That's what we're trying to do with corporate thought too. Right. That's right. Life leadership, all the things that we engage in, if you're actually immersed in life, I think it makes you a much more well-rounded leader. You're, you're, you're more aware. And so we get to laugh and talk about the difference between the go-getter book, which everyone's going to read now, and Shark Tales, which everyone is going to go watch now, and, and, and have a great time learning something from these two very different um, genres. Right. So I can, so for anyone who's trying to find these things, um, I can tell you since I just rented it last night that you can, that Shark Tales is, a, Shark Tale 
is available on um, on Amazon for a 48-hour rental for $3.99. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they do not advertise on our show, but uh, maybe they should. Um, but even a better deal is The Go-Getter, which we are giving free copies away if you uh, simply go to um, the uh, link in our bio or go to corporatethought.com and click over to tell us more about you and share some of the things that, that motivate you, what books you like and other things so that we learn a little bit more about our audience. We will say thank you by giving you a free copy of The Go-Getter. Yes. So, which, which, uh, mm-hmm. go ahead. No, go ahead. What you saying? No, I was just saying, which is a book that I read quite a bit. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a good one to to. It's an easy read. It's a fast read. It's a couple of hours, and um, it's a nice fable that you can uh, relate to your life and and reference from time to time without really. It's not. It's not war and peace. It's not a. It's not something that's gonna you know take up any time in your life. No, it's a good use of that of, of some of that twenty four hours in a day. Yes, and it's it's a quick read. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay, well, here we go. Another thirty one minutes uh, expiring as we speak. And yep. um, Kisha, I hope that you have another amazing, outstanding day. You too, Mark. I'll talk to you later. All right. Bye. Bye.